1: Hey, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. <laughs> oh, wow! Okay, wait for it like that. Shout it,
2: shout it, shout it, out
0: loudcast. Shout it, shout it, shout it out loudcast. I <don't know. laughs>
1: Yellow. Hey, what's up there, KISS Army? Tom and Zeus is another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Episode 165, The Hotter Than Hell Tour, Tom. Woo,
0: we love tour episodes. This is a special one, too. Why is that? Because this was our very first Patreon-selected episode. We knew that we were going to be doing a tour episode. It's part of our rotating kind of fun topics and we said, "You know what? We couldn't decide exactly what tour we wanted to do this time around, so we put out a couple of options to our patrons. You guys vote which one you want." Harder than hell was the winner, so this is exciting for them and us and hopefully everybody else. Yeah.
1: Uh they didn't want to do the uh
0: <laughs> the killer dwarf Dangerous toys Well <laughs> that wasn't an option That we, 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 was, we stuck to the kiss tours We didn't give them that option Crazy licks tour Yeah no 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 We stuck to this But it was funny because The options were if I recall correctly It was harder than hell Creatures of the night Which I thought was going to win Yeah uh, Asylum And then we threw in the hit and run tour <laughs> Which was hilarious Because we got one guy And I think it was Josh Forgive me if I'm wrong He's like, oh, hit and run tour. I was there. <laughs> and then we had somebody else go, what the fuck is the hit and run tour? <laughs> like he thought we
1: made it up. Yeah, it's when they opened up for Def Leppard after <laughs> High and Dry came out. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll end up doing that. We'll,
0: yeah, we'll laugh. for now <laughs> we'll end up doing it in about six years.
1: But yeah, We'll get to the hit and run tour at some point. Yep. But we're at the Hotter in Hell tour. real really excited to get to this. Yep. But as we always do, Tom, we go back before we go forward. And last week we had uh, actor, comedian, friggin' musician, all the above, Hal Sparks on our show, and uh, not to be confused with PJ Sparks, as Ooh. one of our one of our <laughs> uh, loudcasters mentioned. Do you remember her?
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm embarrassed to to. I'm familiar with the evolution of PJ Sparks.
1: Why? What happened? I just know her from those like nineties things.
0: Yeah. Then she got fat. (laughs) And when I mean fat, she, she went into one of those, when you're searching for categories of porn (laughs) fat. Oh man. And the fact that I know that is is just not a proud
1: moment. Is that something like, it's like a, the podcaster transformation. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's, or, like, it's like, oh, wow. I knew
0: him. He, he looked kind of good. Now he's just fat.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a hard rock singer. Um, yeah, she was in a but What, like, fat lot.
0: Vince Neil is out of breath?
1: <laughs> Twitter account? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one. No, she had some great scenes, with, especially with our, our <laughs> Shout Out Loud cast, future Hall of Fame celebrity wing. Peter North.
0: Let me get him on. Is
1: he alive? He's alive. <laughs> Imagine if we had him on. Need <laughs> to get his his tag team and buddy there. Fucking, what was his name with the with the socks? The, the, the socks up to his knees. <laughs> Ooh, Tom Byron? Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Why do we know this. <laughs> With that awful mullet. And every point, he I just couldn't watch him get into it because he's always got, like, those tube socks, those, like, Philadelphia 76ers socks that they would wear you up to imagine, his knees. Imagine being so lazy
0: <laughs> that you just like, you're not even going to take your socks off. You're just like, fuck it. This is what I'm doing.
1: And he was always like the putts in all the porn. He was
0: always like the he was like the bozo guy yeah. who ended up eating he, hey. like banging Jenna yeah.
1: Jameson. Yeah, like the girlfriend gets mad at her boyfriend. She's like, Yeah, uh, I'm gonna bang the bus boy, and all of a sudden Tom Byron. Hey. Tom Byron's the bus boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh PJ Spox had one. I, I mentioned it. Oh, there was a there was some crazy one. I think it was called like No Fears, All Women. Oh my god, that woman like just took charge and Ugh. bouncing people left and right. Oh well,
0: just- now she's she's bouncing herself <laughs> right now, believe me. Yeah.
1: She's got some, she's she's about the podcaster weight level now at this yeah.
0: point. Yeah, she might be about a size 14.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. Great, oh, sure. great, big, fat, fuck.
0: Here we go. Oh. Unbelievable! I don't even know what we're talking about anymore.
1: What, Hal Sparks? Oh yeah, we had him on the show.
0: Uh, no. He was great. We, he was great. We loved Hal. He had a lot of uh, a lot of opinions that were very, very polarizing. But that's what we like. We like strong, polarizing opinions. But, and one of them was. We asked him the old age old question, you know, did Vinnie Vincent save kiss? People like to talk about that. And he said right away, no, Eric Carr saved yeah, kiss
1: without hesitation. Yeah, that he didn't not, even hesitate. Like he, he knew like that question was coming or something.
0: Exactly. Which he did not. Yeah. Um, so we just said, OK, simple question. Who do you think, quote unquote, saved kiss? Vinnie Vincent or Eric Carr? Eric Carr, 75% of the vote. Now, Woo-hoo! my My non-expert theory here is that people just like Eric Cabo and Vinnie Vincent. Yeah, because some people, I found more comments were for Vinnie. Yes. But the votes were. The votes were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Schaefer says, I know there's a lot of fan love for Eric, but Vinnie delivered on Creatures of the Night and Lick It Up. He co-wrote three songs, played lead on six. 80% of the songs on Lick It Up are co-written by him. The dude is nuts, but was a major impact in the band as they pivoted away from the elder. Yeah, That's all true. Um, Our buddy Jim Riley This was great Hal is way cool I would love to hang out with him Lots of fun information uh, Then he goes on and says 2022 is the year of the best kissed podcast Jim we love you buddy You rock Stuart- do, you like kiss? do you like Do you like Hal? <laughs> Stuart H I say this as a massive fan of Eric But I have to vote for Vinny The songwriting Not the personality or insane guitar playing that he brought to the group cannot be underestimated, in my opinion. It's a shame that he's such a dick. <laughs> Uh-oh. oh! Super fan Dave <laughs>
1: chimes in. <laughs> Don't have to say anything. I'm guessing he somehow Paul
0: gets brought up. Um, <laughs> he says, Eric, with his powerhouse double kick badass, Vin- Vinnie Vincent was around for a cup of coffee do- doing what he does, alienate. Having said that, Paul saved kids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Paul over here. That's
0: okay. He's a big fan of Paul.
1: Paul, I love you. Come
0: on. He's a fan of Paul. He's met him a few times. He's a soup. That's why we call him Super Fan. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Sean Metzger says it was Private Cusano for sure. Uh, Told you. Told you. Oh, yeah. Then Lee Bruton says the Fox with any doubt. Uh, let's see. This is I like this one. This Twitter handle kiss fan. Okay. okay. Respectfully, I feel Vinny saved kiss due to his songwriting as much as I love Eric Carr. Vinny Vincent's impact is far greater in my humble opinion due to hit songs and kiss classics like I love it loud. Lick it up unholy and I just want to. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Brian share. Eric wins in the fandom department but Vinny helped write some great songs when they desperately needed some great songs. That's perfectly said. I like that one. Uh, Let's see. And then what do we got here? We have, Oh, flat Stanley. (laughs) I don't know if that's related to Paul or not. If that's something else, I think flat Stanley isn't like a fucking book or something. I don't know. Vinny couldn't even save the remainder of his soup without defiling everything. Ooh. Okay. So he doesn't like Vinny. So those are some poll comments. Then we got a couple of, uh, we, we like to get into some episode-specific comments. John Erickson says, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed this interview. His Eric Carr saved kiss-take and his very well thought out and scientific reasons for Paul's vocal issues had me on the edge of my seat. I re-listened to certain parts. One of your best interviews. Wow. Thank you, John. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, our buddy Heavy Mayo, my kid loved him in Lab Rats. As See. did yours. Yeah. Yep. Um, Marie C. Um, I like I, I like Marie. She she's been kind of getting a little bit more uh, interactive with us. Uh, she gave a thumbs up to the listeners' comments in the beginning. Um, I can't say I agree with everything Hal said. Uh, and then she said, in hearing Joe Walsh come up, my world's colliding. Ooh.
1: Ooh. What oh, are you well. talking about? I- hey. I enjoy talking with Hal Sparks and my new best friend, Ace
0: Frehley. And speaking of PJ Sparks, Dizzy Dean's picket fence teeth chimed in <laughs> and says, I'm a big fan of his sister, PJ Sparks. <laughs> that's what started it. Yeah, they're not related. They are <laughs> not related. Um, and that's it for that's for some Twitter fun. What do you got on the book of face? <laughs> PJ Sparks. Unbelievable. We're encouraging porn on the show. It's terrible. The Fox from Kisteria, our buddy Scott Donaldson.
1: All right. That was cool, guys. I never heard of Hal, but I love hearing just a general Kiss conversation. He had some real interesting takes on Kiss, which I enjoyed. His reason for Paul losing his vocal range was interesting as hell. And I'm curious if that is a possible reason. Thanks again for a cool episode. Peace out, Girl Scout. Mm. Um, John Clark, the fourth. Great episode. He crushed the stand-up comedy on The morgue. Nerd Halen was phenomenal.
0: Mm, nice.
1: Sneed Rock. I agree with some others. This was an awesome episode. Hal had me listening very closely with his theories on Paul's voice. Eric saved Kiss, by the way. Uh, oh, great okay. job, guys. Nice. Brad Brode. This guy's theory on why Paul lost his voice is way off. Oh,
0: first, I remember this comment. Yep.
1: First oh. off, for the Hits Revenge Reunion Cycle Farewell Tour at all, all the way to 2010, they played an E flat tuning. It wasn't until 2010 did they start tuning down to D standard because Paul was struggling with his voice. They play in D standard to this day, even though Paul is lip singing on the end of the road tour. I have no idea what this guy is talking about.
0: Well, he's talking about the tuning. He's pretty much talking about what what, what Hal was no, saying. Meaning,
1: like if he's correct and what tuning they did that, and what right, tour right. and when they did it. I, I well,
0: don't with know. all due respect with all due respect, thank you for listening. But when you end your comment with, by the way, Paul's lip syncing, <laughs> you know, I mean it's all good. It's all It is. Good. I know. I know. Thank you, Brad. Rick Absolutely. Rira.
1: How is a who this should be a good one? Uh Dave Mitchell. He has Respect for how Paul uses his voice in concert I'm sorry But what the fuck The man is lip syncing oh, How are people Jesus. still making excuse for the deception We read it all here at Shout it Out Loudcast We're not we do. fucking Just treating all the sugarcoated ones So yep. over on Loudcasters The group um, Oh no uh, Do it No, no I'll wait uh, Okay Raymond Gallis, great show. Love, love Hal Sparks. Love the stories. Jason Warden, another great show. Thanks for letting him continue and not being the album police. <laughs> we all know what songs go on what album. It doesn't take away from the great interview. When hosts do that, it often makes it about them, not the guests. Another, well said. Another home run. And that's Thank why you. we love Jason.
2: Yep. Our buddy,
1: Jack Pinocchio.
0: C'è la luna mensumara mamma mia mamma ridà. Dirìani e godtare mamma mia
2: ben dacchero.
0: C'è te meglio lo bisciò o lei, su a issena zbulo bischammana denna.
1: What an interview Hal seems like a guy you'd meet at a show And just talk music and drink I love his point of view That it was Eric Carr who saved Kiss I never looked at it that way before And actually do Great knowledge of music And isn't afraid to put his two cents in with Kiss Hopefully you get him back. We talked about it and he offered to come back on a couple of different topics. He actually asked.
0: That's right. Yep. Our friend Kelly, Jim Blair, Tom. All right. Back to back
1: Patreon people. huh? Yep. Uh, Great episode. Enjoyed Hal Sparks immensely. My answer to the question of the week on properly rated item in Kiss World is rock and roll over. I still feel like I'm 13 again when I see that album coming. Uh-oh. Got to go. My two landscaping guys are arguing who's going to use the weed whacker. One <laughs> short guy is screaming that he's from Brooklyn and used to be in a street gang. Chris and Cusano landscaping strikes again. Oh, nice. Brian Stone. We keep, we're on a roll with these Patreon guys. I love it. Uh, great guy. Loved it. Needs to know his Kiss albums better, though.
0: <laughs> oh, well, yeah, uh,
1: it happens. Justin Steele. Another one. We're frigging in a roll here. I know. Who is your daddy (laughs) and what does he do?
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: Our Patreon listeners and fans and subscribers know our sense of fucking humor. Love it.
0: Love it. No, here we go. Oh, no. What is it? Matt Wallace. Oh, boy. Brace yourself. Yeah, I have to be complete honest. I enjoyed the
1: episode, but did not agree with a lot of Hal's takes on many kiss topics. But that's okay. Holy Jesus, mother of God. I cannot believe I just pulled off the Uno reverse card. (laughs) What's the Uno (laughs) reverse card, you ask?
0: That's my favorite part when he's like, what's that, you ask?
1: That is when you have consumed way too much matzo ball soup (laughs) and run run to the porcelain mud bowl (laughs) and start to unload your bowels. Things feel strange below. So you look and you notice that you are pissing. Go ahead. Pissing. <laughs> pissing broth out of your asshole. <laughs> and you are shitting matzo spaghetti out of the head of your fucking stick.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Nothing more shocking and mythical than the Uno reverse card. I got to call my mom and tell her about this shit. She's gonna be so
0: excited. <laughs> what the fuck? Tell you the fact that he comes up with those things, I love it. I love it. Oh,
1: and he also added, can't wait to find the ultra-rare copy of Harder Than Hell that features I want you.
0: Oh, of course. He's gotta get his little jack jabs in there at hell. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Over on our Instagram page, a guy named Radio Chaos. Mm. Never heard of this gentleman or anything he's involved with. Great episode, though. They found him very engaging, especially info about vocal cords and Paul's vocals. Mate, you guys hit it out of the park again. Where's the Gordo update? And then he also added, I listen to you every Saturday night home from a gig here in Melbourne. Your Peter Chris lines in particular, the use of the word fucko. In that New York accent, it <laughs> makes me crack up every time. Oh, it makes Christ. me cry with laughter each time I hear it. Keep up the great work, mates. Fucko.
0: Nice. All right. That's awesome.
1: Fuck that fucko.
0: What the fuck, man? You fucko. All
1: right. Okay. Okay. Uh, over on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Dan Moss. What a great fun episode. I live in the UK. So bad. Never heard of Hal before. Now I've subscribed to his YouTube channel and just finished a marathon watch of his four hour long takedown of TFG's latest idiotic speech. He's hilarious. Keep up the good work, guys. He's now, good. He, he is political, but he like he says, he keeps that stuff a different side. So if you don't like his politics, listen to his music or his comedy. Who knows? Yep. All right. Robin Brassel. Hal doesn't have irons in the fire; he is the fire. Great Ooh, interview, guys.
0: That's a good line.
1: Jill Carter says, "Great interview, Mister Antonio." Two thousand five. Oh, okay. Hal reference to Andy Travis hanging the kiss poster was one of the main reasons I discovered and became an authentic fanboy of WKRP in the early eighties. Throwing some Jennifer Marlowe in Bailey quarters and life is good. Hope Hal is back for a round two. Great insight on vocal ranges. And his KISS fan journey. Nice. Robin Basil also added jerky boys right off the bat. Hell yeah. Why not? Why wait? Uh Billy Pooh, I think is P U G H Pug. I don't know. Pew, uh, perhaps. Pew. Pew.
0: <laughs> We're not making funny name, believe me.
1: Big fan of our buddy Matt Wallace, apparently. I always wondered why I keep Q-tips on the upper deck of my turlet.
0: What is wrong with these people? It's our fault.
1: Our buddy Marty White. I don't Uh know, guys. I have nothing this week. Nothing remotely funny. I think after four years of daily insanity from the orange man, a pandemic, a laser's causing fire in California. Now a major invasion of Ukraine. I just couldn't come up with a decent paragraph of nonsense. So I look forward to Saturday morning. I can laugh hysterical over a Matt Wallace tale.
0: Wait a minute. What? Somebody needs a wellness check on Marty White. Yeah. I'm a little upset. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's his girlfriend who looks like Lou Ferrigno who's on steroids. Got in. (laughs) on his ass neck <laughs> yeah and that's what i got tom what do you have all right let's do a couple emails here this one comes from andy salter hey boys just listen to the most recent show with how sparks on the subject of paul's voice came up and what he said is partly true paul's voice was damaged permanently after the vocal surgery he had around 05-06 to improve damage done throughout the years if you watch rock the nation concert from 04 his voice is on fire and he sounds amazing even in 2005 When he did an an acoustic version of Shandy on Australian TV, sounded good. But within a year of the surgery, you started to hear the decline. What Hal said is true, that he had damaged his voice and developed polyps on his vocal cords. They needed repair. So a mixture of that and the surgery did his voice in forever. He could rest for five years and it won't help. It's damaged beyond repair. Anyways, great show as always. And I still have one more piss cake story to tell you about. (laughs) So I will send it soon. Oh, (laughs) jeez, Piss cakes. Oh, boy. Not to be confused with Cukes. No. Oh, God, no. Uh, Here we go. Adam Stevenson. It's been a while, TNZ. Just finished the Hal Sparks episode. A nice job snagging a cool guest. He brought up cool points of view regarding KISS. You guys have created a great community of bringing the KISS tards together. When we get together and start talking, we realize we have a lot in common and have similar interests. The Loudcasters page shares great and mostly relevant content about KISS. But when it's not kiss related, it's still community related. So let it flow. Don't go off on a 10 minute tirade talking shit when somebody asks about kicks. (laughs) Okay. Love the show and always look forward to it every week. Side note possible question of the week. This is kind of a joke. He says, do you think Eric Carr ever put the Fox makeup on just for shits and giggles when he was at home? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, take care. Fuckos. That's Adam Stevenson. Very cool. Uh, let's see Johnny G way to go. Gentlemen, great interview with Hal Sparks. I enjoyed his opinions on vocal chords, kiss, solo albums, and grunge. And I thought his take on grunge was spot on. He presents his views in a very educational way, breaking down topics. So even if you're not familiar, you can understand the point he's trying to make. Plus the guy can sing. He needs to split time between nerd Halen and skid row. I wasn't very familiar with him. And now I am a fan of his thanks to your podcast. Keep up the great work boys. Uh, and then he does another comment there about rest in peace. Mark Lanigan from Screaming Trees. Unique yeah. voice, special talent. Absolutely. It is my goodness. Um, Daniel LeBlanc. Hey, Tom and Zeus. I never heard of Hal Sparks. I so was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed this interview. His interpretation of dance all over your face hit the spot. Another highlight was the vocal core discussion. If what he's saying is accurate, it has me wondering about bands tuning down. So the lead vocalists don't have to sing the higher notes which they do all the time. It's happening now. Uh, maybe the damage has already been done, and now they don't have a choice. His viewpoint on Eric Carr saving Kiss was also interesting. I would love for you guys to have him back. Even the grunge music discussion was nice. Thanks for the work involved for this podcast. Take care and all that. Very cool, Daniel. Thank you. Um, and we got a good one here from our buddy, Wes. Uh, Wes Beach from the Plasmatics. I wasn't familiar with Hal Box before your podcast, but after to listening to it, I'll have to go check out some of his work. This was one of your best and most interesting and informative podcasts yet, as you continue just hit it out of the park yet again, making 2022 the best yet for your shows. Hal's insight into Paul's vocals was fascinating, and I really enjoyed hearing how the voice works and how to properly use one's voice. I never even knew any of that before and wish I had known some of that when I was the lead singer in my pre-plasmatics band, The Accidents. Now I know why I couldn't talk the day after a gig. But I do have to disagree with his view that it was Eric's drumming that saved Kiss. Yes, his drumming brought the band into a more contemporary and heavier sound, but it was Vinny's songs that brought the fans back, and his guitar work that helped cement it. Maybe as a guitarist, I'm just a bit biased. But if it was Eric, then why wasn't the Killers album bigger? An interesting theory, but I don't buy it. Oh, and then he had then he then he gets then he then he starts making jokes about us making fun of Ace with his New York accent. Go he ahead. goes, "Don't get don't get me started on your Boston accent," he says. And Doro has a great sexy accent and is a sweetheart. Hey, we don't deny that yeah, uh, he's he he
1: not a fond of he's not a fan of us doing a New York ace accent is that's he? okay. that's all right. I love you, Wes, but I don't really give a fuck if you don't <laughs> fucking like the way I do my accent. This is our show, and our show has stupid kiss fucking comedy in it. And if I fucking walk around like a fucking pigeon toed fuck, that's my <laughs> prerogative.
0: But then he had a great line here, and I was read it quickly. So he says, Doro has a tremendous body of work, and maybe the ARC review one of her albums in the future. When I read the sentence, I'm like, did he just say Doro has a tremendous body? I'm like, oh, oh but tremendous, tremendous body of work. But ooh. yeah, we'll finish the thought for you, Wes. Tremendous ooh. body. Uh, ooh. And then we'll f- ooh. And then we'll finish off with, by the way, Wes, thank you. As always, great email. Yes. Uh, then we'll finish off the emails with Keith Wetzel. Hey, guys, long time listener. Huge fan of your podcast. Been a while since I wrote you. I just had to tell you, this show never fails to make me laugh out loud with every episode. First. When introducing Hal Sparks and using the Few Good Men reference, Hal, Hal, of PFC down to Lance Corporal Harold W. Dawson when he was on the stand. Yeah, better believe I know their names. It was classic. I have a feeling a good portion of your audience didn't even catch that, which makes me laugh even harder. Uh, that's when I thought I'd heard it all. A listener hoped that Paul's bike broke down and he visited the bike shop where Arnold and Dudley from different strokes ended up. Your listeners truly are the best and witty as hell. And for me, I'm grateful that I have the same sixth sense of humor. It's what I love about your podcast. You guys don't take yourselves or kiss too seriously. Keep up the great work. Can't wait to see what you guys come up with next PS. This season is really turning out some of your best material. Who would have thought that there were so many creative topics to talk about the hottest band in the world. Sincerely, yours, Keith Wetzel. Awesome. Keith, we love you, buddy. Great email. Thank you. Uh, and And that's what we got for emails. (laughs)
1: <laughs> one little private funny little thing though when we were laughing about reading that email to each other and me and you and Murph are on a text exchange. Oh God. Yeah. And I, and I joked uh, about fucking like Dudley's father. And I said, Oh, oh yeah, he used, to be, he used to coach BC. Yeah. And then I fucking Googled it because I wanted to get an image of the father. Yeah. And somebody, I think it was in Barstool sports or somebody yeah. Bro, like they fired Dudley Dudley's father. That was the, that was
0: the <laughs> caption.
1: <laughs> it does. It was fucking Skinner, wasn't it? From BC,
0: Al Skinner. Yeah, yeah. He looks like <laughs> Dudley's dad. Oh my god! And the fact that it even said that they fired Dudley's dad. <laughs> oh anyway,
1: my god! Yeah, almighty. yeah, yeah. Comments are fucking off the off the chain this week. Uh, but in addition to that, we had a comment. Uh, That it's going to win comment of the week And it's from a guy That we've interacted with For a while online Doesn't really write into the show But he interacts with us on Twitter all the time He sent us something Which (laughs) Sorry Wes But this uh, Listen to this Hello Hey what's up there Kiss Army Give me two fountain
0: colas. I'll take the pizza combo. Five bucks, not bad.
1: Let's grab a couple slices of rompies.
0: And that is from the great Tom dust. And he called that torpedo boys. <laughs> and that was his way of kind of just giving a little shout out to the show. And uh, Tom, we love you, buddy. We know you're a massive kiss fan. Uh, we're a fan of what you do. Cause we see your videos that you put up on Twitter when you're doing, you know, kiss riff of the day. And uh, sometimes you get your dog that shows up, AKA the dog of thunder. Um, So, Tom, we love you, buddy. And and we were dying laughing our asses off at that. We can't thank you enough for being a fan of the show and taking the time to put something like that together. So, Tom, you are the man. And for that, you are comment of the week, my friend. Good answer. Good answer. Like
2: the way you think.
1: I'm going to be watching you. (laughs) Tom. That was so good that I was doing some work for the podcast and I had that up on loop Yeah, for like 15 minutes.
0: It was amazing.
1: It is so good that you've made me change my mind about About Torpedo. torpedo. I actually like it now because when you broke down the riff in the little soloing that you did, I'm like, fuck, that's good. That's actually good. You know why? Because it doesn't have that unmasked production on it. It's more rock than pop. Thank God. So never mind the comedy bit and the effort that you put in to do that, which is off the charts and so kind and so fucking hilarious that you did that for us. But the music, man, you fucking rocked it. And you got me to like fucking torpedo girl.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because we want to clarify to people who heard that that's Tom playing. Yeah, that's so not Ace. They, no, no, that's Tom playing. No, no, that's Tom playing, and that's him mixing in audio from the show about oh. Ace. It was just fucking great, Tom. We love you, buddy. Dude, that was that was really fun.
1: I, I mean, we're gonna get into another one too uh, a little bit later. You loudcasters are off the fucking charts, man. No better dedicated listeners, and, and you, the the creative shit that you guys do, the stuff that you send us. Please, I love it. You guys are raising the bar. Keep it up.
0: How about we the picture? We. How about the picture? Well, we. I'm got? saving
1: it for when we get into oh. Kiss World.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. why. Okay, but uh, okay. we'll
1: we'll get into that. Okay. But guys, holy shit, Tom! Thank you and keep it up, keep it up. And speaking of loudcasters and awesome people, shout out time for our Patreon family. Uh, Patreon is where people can come and join. It's an app, and people contribute and they help the show. And there's different levels. You can pick any tier that works for you. Each tier has different kind of things that get involved with that we do as well. But it's a family now. And our Patreon people are so fucking helpful and so kind to us that we can't help but fucking shouting from the rooftops how awesome they are. Um, Patreon has been extremely helpful for us in many, many aspects. And if you want to help and help out the show and be part of the fun and check out the perks that you get when you become a Patreon member, please go to our Patreon page and you can find it in the episode notes or the Patreon app or the website, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You look for creators. Technically, that's what they call everybody that's on there. Just type in, shout it out loud, cast. You would find us. And then take a look and see if that's something that interests you. I, I mean, you guys that have been part of the Patreon family have been extremely helpful. And we have a lot of fun with our group. And in addition to that, because it's coming up to March Madness time, you guys have been very involved. Last month, you guys got involved, or a month and a half ago, you guys got involved and picked our ARC pick of the album that we chose Uh, this week, you picked which concert we're doing, which tour we're doing. Uh, You guys are extremely involved in our March Madness. And those that are in Patreon know what we're talking about. Um, And we'll keep you guys involved. Anybody that's interested and wants to be part of the fun, look it up, find us. And uh, you'll also be able to find it one other place, but we're going to save that for in a little bit. We'll get into it. Um, but we love our Patreon members and we can't thank you guys enough.
0: Yeah. You guys are the best. It's amazing what you guys do for us. Um, every month being part of the family, it keeps growing. Uh, and we're encouraging more people to be become part of the family because we got a lot of fun stuff coming up here. Um, as we said, the ARC episode rotation, you guys are involved in that when it comes around, um, picking episode topics. Now, this is the first time we got you guys involved with that. And of course you guys are, behind the March Madness tournament, which is going to be announced soon. And uh, you guys are helping pick the songs and uh, we're going to be making the brackets soon and having you guys be part of that and pretty much make that tournament for us is just so awesome. We know you guys are excited to be a part of that. uh, And we're just pumped up to share that with everybody. Uh, But you guys are the best and we can't thank you enough. And believe me, there's, there's more to come uh, with Patreon. So Tom, what's going on in kiss world? All right, before we get into KISS World, I just wanted to kind of just quick things. So right now, there really is not a lot going on in KISS World per se. There's a couple of things going on when you check out social media. But this is one of the things that I love about our show here is that we don't need KISS to be doing something in order to keep our show alive and kicking and interesting. Okay, Because the band itself, in the almost 50-year history of the band, provides all these kinds of creative ways to talk about kiss and get you guys involved. Uh,
1: You you said something there. It's called
0: creative. Yeah, that's us. Exactly. Because we have rotating thing. We have our album reviews. We have our TV clip reviews. We have like now our tour reviews, rotating things that if things are kind of quiet in kiss world, we can dig into the history of the band and start talking about it with you in a fun way. And that's one of the things that me, I mean, yeah, I love the show. It's our show. But even as a listener and, and somebody participating in the show, th- this is what you want. You want to talk about the history of the band, not just what they're doing now. So I just kind of wanted to get that out there. And we're not and MT- you...
1: we're not MTV News.
0: No, we're not. And 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 kisses Kiss in Nebraska this week. And uh no. Great point too, because that's another thing I like to talk today about the show is that we're not, when, when we're doing the show, I don't feel like that we're talking to our listeners. I feel like we're talking with them, like via satellite or whoever you want to say it. So you're right. It's not MTV news. It's not like, you know, talk radio. It's it's us creating an environment and creating a topic where everybody is involved. And that's why the social media is so fun for the show, because we're going to talk about Harder Than Hell. People are going to come on. Maybe there are people out there that went to this this show. We'll get, we'll get into that. But it's going to create a conversation. It's going to keep the history of the band alive, which is why we love them. So I just wanted to say that before we get into what's going on in Kiss World. So Yeah, no worries. Um, but in terms of Kiss World, yeah. Big news. We're going to Creatures Fest. We're doing the meet and greets. And it's a good thing we signed up for them because the Peter Chris meet and greet is officially sold out. Woo. Bravo, Peter. Yep. Pretty awesome. Kiss Cruise. Kiss Cruise, as of right now, is 50% sold out, booked. Okay? We do not know yet whether or not we are 100% going. However, we have booked a room to secure a spot if we do want to go because we'd rather be in that situation and either have to cancel or kind of, quote, unquote, sell our room to somebody. So we don't know if we're going, but we are booked, but that doesn't mean that we're going. Without How many people shot. are booked for the room? How many people are booked for the room? Yeah, two of four. Two yeah. of four. Yeah, I don't
1: think the Pooney brothers, no snoring, uh, are going
0: this time. They're not going. No, nope, they're not going this year. Um, according to Sonny and Danny, they're not going as of right now. Um, so you know, maybe we'll create a new Patreon <laughs> tier. <laughs> you, you you for for a for our what eighteen hundred dollars you cannot <laughs> sleep in a room with us. <laughs>
1: You too can wonder who the fuck shit themselves. Yeah.
0: When you're in the room with us, you too uh, can also be like, "Why am I sleeping with a fucking triceratops in the bed next to me?" <laughs> so, yeah, can, we don't-
1: yeah, you too can be asked Dude, let's just get some more ice cream.
0: Didn't you just fucking eat? You could do that too. But, but in all seriousness, look, this is the thing. It's selling out because it's, it's the last time that the band as a band is going to perform. So everybody's excited. Wink, wink. Yep. Um, but a lot of people out there, and you know, we're not going to, not going to mention names, but we, we, we've talked to some people who they literally, they book a room just to get on the boat and they, they sleep in their bed and they shower and that's it. They're never in their room. So, yeah. hey, we got a room for four people with only two of us in it. I'll yep. just leave it at that. We'll see. We'll see what we do with that. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. And the world of uh, vinyl and Bruce Kulick and his previous band union. Uh, I know a lot of people were excited that Deco entertainment was releasing limited edition vinyls of the debut album of union and the second album blue room. Um, really, really cool reissues here. Colored vinyl. Of course, us vinyl geeks love that stuff. Um, I ordered, the debut album on like silver platinum vinyl. Very cool. Uh, But it's sold out. They sold out. So bravo to Bruce and the guys in union. Very cool. Um, And then he also says, stay tuned to see what's next. So maybe he'll go back into some of his catalog and release some of his other stuff. I know Zeus, you posted something about you getting the CD for BK three. I have that vinyl. The album is fucking amazing.
1: You can't find fucking CDs anymore. It's ridiculous. It's hard. Everybody has them selling them for like, triple the price it's ridiculous
0: yep yep but uh yeah that's uh that's that that's about it there's not too much going on but what do you got you had a couple things you want to talk about gene had a a commercial there tom oh my lord almighty what the fuck are you doing gene Uh, for an online gambling site for like dogs and horses and stuff but he like he's singing too and he's got the makeup and costume on so paul's getting a kick of that Oh yeah, what is it? it's Tab Touch? I believe it's called or something. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think it's something overseas. It, Fresca? <laughs> Wait a minute, Tab. <laughs> what the fuck? They don't even make that anymore. How about
1: fucking Tang? I want mellow yellow fucking one. Uh, speaking of fucking Ace, <laughs> there was a photo someone took of him on
0: the fucking car. Oh, dude, he looks like weekend at Bernie's. It looks, it's just slouched. I looked at that picture. Uh, I'm telling you right now, somebody should have checked his pulse because it looks, it's Weekend at Bernie's, which we put the fucking
1: image up. And then, of course, not long after that, we get a photo with our head superimposed, holding up a superimposed ace on the head of Weekend at Bernie's.
0: Fucking hilarious. And the picture said weekend at Fraley's <laughs> and it had me and Zeus's faces on it as the guys and ACE's face. And that was, and that was sent to us by Joe popolato on Facebook who we met on the cruise. Yeah. He was at on the cruise. Yep. 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 We love Joe. Big fan, big fan of uh, the show, big fan of kiss, obviously. So Joe, thank you. That's the stuff we're talking about. If oh. you guys have that kind of creative street going, Send that shit, man. We love that. That is just hilarious. And, and that's the kind of fun that we love to have. So, Joe, thank you for that. That was really fun. Absolutely. So
1: the other things that we have is not so much kiss stuff, but it's more shout out loudcast world. Yeah. And that that is the first one is it's March. So that means the madness tournament is coming up. And we're going to have everything out. The polls will be out soon. We'll announce when everything is going to come. You guys won't miss it. Um, but this year, we decided on what we have to change it up a little bit because we've already done a kiss makeup tournament, a kiss non makeup tournament, a kiss album tournament, mm-hmm. so we decided to come up with a new one so this time, we figured what what do kiss fans always talk about a lot on the show? What do we like when we talk about kiss songs and music and things like that? We always come back to and always bitch about the set list. So Kiss has been on that end of the road set list for the last, I don't know, three, maybe eight years. (laughs) Um, And so we're always bitching about it. So rather than be like, oh, what's the dream set list? Because you can't do that. We said, let's say you were given the opportunity to put one song on the end of the road set list. What song would that be? So that's the premise of this year's tournament. End of the road, all the songs that have been played on this ro- end of the road set list are not eligible. So obviously the Black Diamonds, Rock and Roll All Night, Lick It Up and all that, they're not eligible. In addition, the songs that have been played on end of the road set list, even for a little bit and gone, like Parasite, Tears of Falling, Crazy Nights, gone. We've heard them. They've been out there. So everything else is eligible. And we're going to create a 64-term, 64-team uh, tournament of songs, which songs are going to go through and fight each other to become the number one song that the Kiss Army and loudcasters out there want to be
0: on the set list for the end of the road. And our ultimate goal in kiss heaven dreamland would be for Paul and Gene to see this and fucking add the one song. But if
1: that happens, somebody be like, you know, all these kiss fans are doing this. Are you guys going to play it? No. Why not?
0: Cause fuck them. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> but, but again, this is where our Patreons come in. we, Solicited all of our Patreons to give a list of the songs that they want to hear on that thing. We're taking the list that they gave us. We're going to compile the list. We're going to see what people, you know, a certain certain songs obviously got multiple submissions. We're going to seed the brackets. We're going to pick the songs, put them together. That's going to be the tournament. And it's a—I can tell you right now, already looking at what we got from our Patreons, it is a unbelievable mix of hits super deep cuts ranging all the way from the debut album, all the way through to monster and including some solo album stuff. So you're not going to be overloaded with all the classics. There's a lot of songs on there that you're like, why the fuck is this in a tournament bracket? Well, somebody out there in Patreon world wanted it. We're going to put it in there and that's what it is. And you never know, maybe a little, it'll advance. So this
1: is going to be called what Tom kiss End of the Road Madness. Hashtag it. That's right. So hashtag end of the Road Madness. Um, We can get ready for it. We're not going to have the brackets up yet. No, we'll have that up shortly. Yep. We're going to put the polls up on Twitter and somewhere else. And we're going to get to that. But you will be able to see the stuff somewhere, which we're going to get to. And you'll find the polls make sure you interact make sure you share make sure you tweet make sure you do all of it and get involved this shit works because of you guys and the involvement that you put into this and it's fucking a ton of fun
0: yeah it's going to be amazing um you know it it keeps growing and growing every year Um, and we hope that this one will kind of be extra special because it is incorporating makeup and non-makeup hits, deep cuts. It's the entire catalog all in one. Um, and it's fans, it, you know, it's fan and listener selected. So I, I think this one's gonna be pretty amazing.
1: And it gets rid of the fucking fatigue songs.
0: Yep. So yep. we're not being like, oh
1: shit, you know what? I can't go to a concert without rock and roll all night. So I right. guess this has got to advance, even though I really want to hear fucking I stole your love, you know. Yep. yep. Well, now's a chance you can get those ones in. That's right. So fatigue shouldn't be a factor because these are songs that we haven't heard in fucking years
0: live. No, oh, some of them ever. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, some of them ever. So yep, yep. So now we're to the big surprise. So for a year
1: and a half now, <laughs> Tom Feels and like I, it. and a incredible, incredible, generous friend of the show, who will remain nameless because that's the way he wants to be. I've come up with a project of doing something for our show. We have been hinting at this for quite some time. Oh, we got something big coming. Yeah, we got something big coming. Yeah, we hope to have this out ready. Well, here it is. This is it. We finally got it. It's not a big deal when, in, in the grand scheme of things, you're like, oh, everybody has that, but not when you see
0: this. And what is it, Tom? It's finally happening. Mm-hmm. The launch of our official website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. And this is not just any old website where you go and you look at the episodes, you look at the history of the show, which is great. This has taken so much time and energy because this is an interactive website. All the episodes that we do, all the rankings, every time we do an album review and rank the songs, You're going to be able to go and see every episode that we've ever done, see the rankings, interact. There's going to be comment sections. You can comment on the episodes, comment on the rankings, see the history of the show from the first episode all the way up to the current episode. There's going to be side sections involving album review crew, involving Zeppelin Chronicles, which we haven't forgotten. There's going to be a special section for the next month or so dedicated just to March Madness a central location where there's going to be brackets. The polls from Twitter are going to be there for you to see. This website is going to be a fucking blast. If you're a fan of the show, we are so proud of it because we have done a lot of work with it ourselves. And it's something that we as fans of the show, fans of kiss wanted. And we think you guys are going to fucking love it. And we're so proud to finally launch it.
1: Yeah. It's one of those. The cliche: We want to be the band that you we wanted to see. We want to have the podcast that we want to hear. Well, we wanted to have a website that we want to use. Yep. Now, I, I, I we don't want to oversell it, and then you guys were like, "Oh, this is it."
0: Well, well, Yeah.
1: It's a we don't have the budget of the Coca Cola company here, you know. So this is for what we wanted to get done. Phenomenal. It's interactive. It's got all our OCDs in here. You want to see where we rank the live albums? There it is. And guess what? You can comment on those. You want to see the top 50 ranked songs on the album review crew? Boom. Go look at it. You want to see the top 20 worst? And what do we have? And boom, there it is. Toms, Zeus, Sonny combined, meaning like the average, right? Yep. Like, what? Do, what is the best song ranked? What? How did we rank all the albums? Who the fuck has bad English ranked higher than a fucking Metallica album?
0: You'll see it. It's all there. You want to see our tour rankings like this? We're doing harder than hell. We, you know that we rank our tours. We rank the set list, the costumes. Boom. Click on the link that says tour cost the uh, tour set list rank. Boom. There it is.
1: Yeah, it'll be ready because you guys won't know the website's out, and we'll work on it right after we record this. <laughs> but I want to make a point though. When we do this in the future, we can't put the fucking rankings out before the episode comes out. So I don't want somebody listening to the episode. We're like, oh, where the fuck is this ranking? I don't see it.
0: Zeus and I will laugh, and I'm like, you understand now that we 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 announce the episode like so. Say say like in a month we review Dynasty, you know, and we always rank the songs and rank the album cover everything. Hey, I'm on your website. It's a Saturday at 8 a.m. You don't have the fucking dynasty rankings here. What the fuck is going like that? You know, we have to rearrange the rankings for like 180 songs. Where the
1: fuck? I don't see this website
0: sucks. It's not accurate.
1: Save your love is not ranked. I need to know (laughs) like that shit will get done. Probably give us a day or two after the episode is released to update the rankings and stuff. But we got that we got an about section full of fucking crazy, stupid photos. We've friends. got friends section where all the guests, special guests have a fucking, uh, there's a block for them. You can read about them. You can go to their websites and links. We have podcast friends, all yep. our asshole podcast friends. If you want to listen to them. Yep. Boom. Click on you them. Can, exactly. There's everything in there. We have our wait. We have the Jays bootleg spotlight for Zeppelin. You want to find some of those Zeppelin spots. We have the fucking you make me rock hard segment. You click on that. Like, oh, Tom reviewed fucking, I don't know, uh, some documentary. You click on that. You can go to Amazon and buy that fucking thing. Like we've tried to go above and beyond now. We're telling you all this. You have no idea how many fucking little quirks we had to fix to get it there. Mm. It may still not be picture perfect. It may be. I, right. I do not want to hear.
0: Oh, that fucking word is mistyped. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> how come when I click on love gun it shows up ah. Yeah, we know. There there might be a couple hiccups along the way. That's why it's just taken this We have literally We've been talking about this for a long time, but in terms of actual work, this started last June of 2021, and the reason it's taken so long is multiple reasons. There's been technical difficulties along the way, and Zeus and I are very hard to please. We want it exactly the way we want it, and we and to get. thank God the yeah. people that we're working with have the patience of a saint oh. and are fucking amazing at their job we tip it's unbelievable
1: to a girl named courtney she's been fucking amazing a
0: saint yeah she may be the patron saint of Shut it out loudcast god love her
1: yeah she's had a deal with the stupidest kiss hard moments oh wait, wait, wait a minute there that see right there that, that that's not correct that needs i think to the be-
0: biggest mistake in her life she ever made was giving us her cell phone number <laughs> but she's been amazing. And when you guys see the March madness link, when you guys listen to this episode and see it, it's not going to be fully up to date yet because we haven't finalized the bracket. Once the tournament is, is live and ready to go, there'll be an updated bracket that will update as the tournament progresses. There'll be a blank bracket for you guys to print out and send to us. The polls from Twitter will be embedded onto the website for you to see. So it'll be a one-stop shop for that. You can see the polls as they go, and you can see the history of the polls and see, like, Jesus Christ, how the fuck did Thief in the Night beat out She's So European? (laughs) 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 So it's going to be great. We're
1: we're excited. That reminds me of, like, shit like that. No, no, no. You see there, Courtney? Burn, bitch, burn needs to be ahead of this. No, What? These are favorite titles.
0: I think my favorite conversation was when she's like, do you have a list that says you make me rock hard? what what does that mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 great stuff. Great stuff. But again, as much as Courtney is doing such a great job for us, the person that really needs to be thanked, he knows who he is.
0: He knows who he is and we love him.
1: Is beyond generous. Yep. Is beyond our Patreon saint. Yep. Is, uh, you know, without none of this would have been possible without him.
0: And that's um, that and that's not uh, that's not hyperbole that oops, no, sorry, big, sorry, no. big word, big, big, big word alert. Sorry. Yeah. Exaggeration. It's not an exaggeration. He is the best.
1: We can't thank him enough. And uh, he knows who he is. And yep. if he's listening right now, which we sure he is. Yep. Uh, you are the man.
0: You are the man.
1: And uh, you know what? We'll do our best to uh, make you proud. So thank you. Yep. Yep. Anyway, Tom, we actually have an episode to do.
0: We do? Okay.
1: Yep. And But before we do that, I got to call up tech support uh, and find out why uh, <laughs> Radar for Love is not higher in the rankings on the uh, KISS song list.
0: Yeah, we're back, and I'm looking at that website, and, uh, yeah, I'm a little frustrated that uh, when I click on this button, it doesn't take me to where I want it to go. (laughs) Damn you.
1: Well, Tom, we decided to do a KISS tour, and thankfully we have a good group of Patreon subscribers who picked a pretty cool tour to do, and that is the Hotter Than Hell tour. Now, it's interesting because we haven't done the Hotter Than Hell tour, Album review yet, right? But that hasn't stopped us before to do a review of an album that of a tour for an album that we haven't reviewed. Yep. Um, but what's your initial thoughts when you heard this that we're doing this?
0: I, I was excited. I, I like we said earlier. I I, I thought Creatures would, would would take it in the poll, so I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, not that I don't love the Creatures tour for the visual aspects and stuff, but for me. Um, you guys have been listening? You know where I stand on on Kiss and and, and Love Gun and Alive Two, and that's kind of like my my sweet spot. Um, but this era, these 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 early early raw, just nasty shows that this band did um, are are some of my favorites ever. Um, we rave about it, and we'll spend some time talking about tonight uh, the iconic Winterland show. I mean, I put that right up there when I think of iconic shows. I think of the Forum on in Alive Two or the Summit and alive to those shows. And then I think of like winterland and that those are like the, the imprints burn in my brain. Um, But yeah, this is just the raw, you know, they were still like all black, all leather. Uh, The costumes were very basic. We'll get into that. Um, But I, I, I absolutely fucking love this early era of the band.
1: I got excited. I, I'm a fan of this album. Yep. I, you know, you only know so much about this tour just from lore. Not because I lived it. I was one years old. Um, so you only can hear about it. There wasn't much footage, uh, just from reading it and being a kiss tart and looking up stuff and finding out information through word of mouth and as many books and stuff that you can find Yeah, uh, harder than hell tour obviously is comes right after the debut tour. The tour basically comes in. And this is the thing that's always interesting about these tours is like, when did it exactly start? So yeah. I've seen things October seventeenth, Comstock Park, right? Yep. 1974. Mm-hmm. And we've also seen stuff, you know, this October 14th start yep. CBS Studios in New York. Is that the beginning of it? They also were at October 16th at North Hall Auditorium in Memphis. You know, they have something they were going to do, something they would rush or something. <laughs> um, but for the most part, people say that October 17th was the show that originally was supposed
0: to be the start of this tour. Yep. Yep. So October 17th, 1974 to it. Most reports show February 22nd, 1975 for a total of 51 shows. And it was shoehorned right between their original kiss tour of 74 and the dress to kill store of 75. So this started at the end of 74 and ended early, early 75.
1: Yeah. 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 And you know, this is, when they're dropping albums and dropping and barely stopping, and just one long continuous tour, one album after another, just coming out left and right. So it's hard to kind of put that uh uh what is what do you call it? supermarket fucking block in between yep. all these tours when one begins, when one ends. Um, so you know, we're talking the original four, 1974. They don't hate each other yet. Not yet. No. <laughs> but uh they certainly have some chemistry uh they're tearing it up they're hungry they've got a full of energy and at this point now they're kind of shocking a lot of people who've seen them for the first time right
0: oh god yeah i mean this is this is this tour was you know they had already done their kiss the kiss tour it was called 74 so they had gotten out there a little bit so they were starting to play you know quote unquote bigger venues um and and co-headlining, you know, having or you know, opening acts, headlining acts. You know, they started getting out there a little bit more. Um, but the energy in these shows, and, and you know, God love Kissology for having that winterland tour on there. Uh, we talk about that a lot because that is the show that you need to see for me in terms of early, early KISS. Very, very basic stage set. You know, they had a very basic drum riser. Um, You guys saw for our social media coming soon pick. I did a close up of the candelabra that Gene had over to his side. It's pretty much the same tour as that first Kiss tour in 74. Costumes pretty much the same. We'll get into the details of that stage. Pretty much the same. Um, It's just they call it the harder than hell tour because they were kind of supporting that album with it with release. They added a few songs from it into the set list, which we'll get into the set list as well, too.
1: Yeah, the stage they, you know, they started getting a little bit more elaborate, like bigger stuff. Yep. More um explosives and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um the one thing I do want to take a step back, Tom. So yeah. Some of the acts they were with and at this point they were still opening for people. They were headlining a few. Yep. And there were some that but uh for the most part they weren't the third bill. Right. Where the third bill is like, "Oh, <clears> special <throat> guest star, fucking Johnny Cockblock and the Cumstains,
0: not <laughs> bad. Their, their third album when they had their fourth bass player, great band. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. So for the most part, they were the opening act, or they were basically the headliners in some of these shows. But yeah. some of the acts they performed with were Black Oak Arkansas, Dr. John, uh, I don't know, Golden Earring, Ario Speedwagon, Rush, ZZ Top. ZZ Top, uh, T-Rex, Foghat, UFO. Yep. Uh, Some, you know, a bunch of no-name bands, too, as well. Uh, The James Gang was another one. Mm -hmm. So there were some bands that were kind of legendary then. Uh, I'm not sure at the time they were, but they're legendary at least now. Yep. Um, And uh, at the time they went out there, Kiss was probably hungry as hell and Probably blowing a lot of those guys off the stage and pissing some of them off uh, their energy, the pyro, their costumes, the makeup, the antics, the jean stuff really probably made a lot of these acts and uh, their watch um, followers and stuff like just lose their mind. Like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other part to this is they started to get there their costumes got a little bit more defined like their 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 heels started becoming better they got better heels at this point now yep. too. and performing while like the the platform boots were starting to become better and sturdier and things like that yep. um you know their makeup started getting more defined and permanent remember what peter looked like on the original debut album <laughs> thankfully yep. he looks a lot better by
0: now he started looking a little bit more uh Kind of spacey, you know. He had like the lightning bolts up the side of his boots, and he kind of had like the a triangle thing, you know. Jean looking a lo- little bit more demony, you know, with the the pants and kind of the the the, the top where kind of had the bat wings in it, yeah. and everything. Um, but they did. They look. They they look. You know. You go back and you watch that Winterland. First of all, that show is in black and white, which makes it look even more menacing.
1: And the candelabra,
0: the, the candelabra. I mean, they just they look fantastic because it's before all of the really. Not that we have a problem with any of the stuff from Destroyer, Love Gun, Dynasty, et cetera, but this is just black leather and silver and black makeup, um, and, it, and it just looks so fucking kick-ass and raw.
1: Yeah, and if you get to the costumes part, yeah, at this point, it's like the costumes they wore on the album cover.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep, And it's like S&M shit. Like, well, Real Yeah, Paul even admitted that's where they got a lot of the stuff from.
1: Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not spandex and shit. It's like leather stuff. Yep. Like look at look at Peter's outfit.
2: Oh like, yeah, the he pants. looks like
1: yeah. It looks like the clothes you would see in the extras scene in Cruising with Al Pacino. Great movie, by the way. Oh. It's a great movie. I was like in high school, and I I, I mean Al Pacino is my favorite actor. Watch it first, again as an adult. I I know I've seen it enough times, but like when I first saw it in high school, I'm like, oh, an Al Pacino movie. He's a cop. This must be awesome. Oops. Yucky. (laughs) yep that was my immaturity at that time but i was like ew. yep that was a very very um let's just say eye-opening fucking thing for a young kid to watch (laughs) um but in other words that's what it seemed like the the clothes they were wearing for that concert Mm -hmm. uh, for those tours excuse me ace i don't even the triangle thing i know that um tommy has kind of like homage to it now yep i always just it, it looks literally like a spaceman like came out of star trek or something that he's wearing totally yep right um and and you know the dog collars and stuff and the tight leather and the open fucking holes in the arms and the thighs for Gene peter's outfit
0: is is really the one that sticks out as like the legitimately vest. like s S&M like Really yeah. like like the pants with the holes on the side, that vest, the collar. Because Ace Ace looks spacey, Gene looks vicious with the boots. And Ace the is weight.
1: clothed. There's no holes in his clothes. He's clothed.
0: That's Everyone true. Everyone else has got fucking like chest hair.
1: Fucking, yep. Yep. Yeah. Big time. Yep. But uh, they managed. But they
0: managed to make it look badass on stage when they're playing.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, you. You know, when you look at it, and you, you know, you see the infamous cover of the album cover. Fucking like Paul, like why is Paul like, like grabbing Peter's ass like it's a woman's ass like
0: because he's shit faced in that. We'll get to that oh when we cover the album. God, like
1: they're like fucking out of it. Yep. And um, but if you look at it and you took the makeup off, yeah, you'd like is this the village people with these costumes?
0: Exactly. Look like they look like the fucking the biker guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I'll tell you what's really weird, and the pictures are out there online you see the cover of hotter than hell or you see the winterland stuff. So for me, when I think of this era, I think of not, I think of black and white photo, black and white video. Yeah. Go online and look, there's a version of these, of this photo shoot, like that's in bright color. And it looks so weird. It takes you a minute to get used to, it because you're so used to seeing that famous photo shoot in the winterland in all black and white. There's pictures of like an alternate Hotter than hell cover with, with it, it with it being a color photo. It yeah, just looks so different. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. And of course, Ace isn't looking into the camera and of his not. eyes
0: are, his <laughs> eyes are <laughs> shut. Yeah. But
1: uh, you know, I still think these this these costumes, uh, although not as original as someone, they're still iconic totally. because of the beginning stages of them. See where they are, where they yep. start from, where they end up. Yep. I think they're great. Kiss at this point with this costume and stuff.
0: Is dangerous Very Who the dangerous. It's that, a great word, punk rock and almost kind of very dangerous, edgy, scary. you know, what the hell are these guys doing? Um, and, and you could see that in, in these performances. There's plenty of performances available online with the Kissology DVDs. Yeah, and the thing about this tour, though, too, Tom,
1: is they didn't get any TV press right. or TV appearances to promote this. So the Douglas, the ABC shit had already been done with the Kiss album correct nothing
0: for harder than hell so this is just them getting in front of people yep the other yeah. thing that sticks out too is yep. the youth the youthfulness of the band and the vocals now i'm not comparing to i'm not talking about paul and what everybody talks about in 2022 gene's vocals like paul's vocals like it's they sound so young and in raw and energetic it's like it's really an awesome thing to see as a kiss fan to go back and watch this. It's it's so, it's such a unique experience that the band sounds and looks so fucking different. I mean, even, even from a lot, the alive Two love gun era, just so different. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. And Paul's New York accent is so, Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: The thing that still amazes me about like this specific tour along with the kiss tour prior is like, We know where Kiss ended up. We know how big they got. Right. But can you imagine, like, this isn't now somebody trying to pull off and being different, where someone like Lady Gaga wears a dress of fucking meat, right? crazy, stupid shit that everyone puts on, or fucking Miley Cyrus is barely naked, twerking. Like, we've all seen all this shit, Madonna shit. This is them coming out in 74 with this cup, hitting places in the south where if they get fucking pulled over, they're getting their ass kicked. Yep. Okay. And they're coming out knowing that people could be dying, laughing in their face or fucking throw bottles at them and want to beat them up. You got to have some fucking balls. This is where like, Kiss can be like fans and stuff can be like, fuck you. That's my band pulled that shit off. Absolutely. Your band wasn't going to those places doing this. Your band didn't come up with this idea. Your band wasn't fucking be like, oh, yeah, you like me breathing fire? Well, oh, fuck you. How about this? I'm going to drip blood later on. But that yep. wasn't then. But like, you know, right. my point, like, you like this or well, we're going to fucking shoot, you know, Ace is going to put some fucking fire near his guitar. We're going to do this. Ball's going to levitate. You're going to do that. like, holy shit.
0: Yep. And the other thing about this too, was where they play. First of all, they were tireless in their touring on this. They were playing like almost every fucking night. Yeah. And they were playing anywhere that people would, would take them. And they, and they played it from places ranging from 750,000 people. Then they had a couple shows with 10,000, 5,000, 7,000. They were, they were playing all over the place and in, in pretty much whoever would have them. And that's a, That's pretty much why in 2022, there's a podcast like us talking about them almost 50 fucking years later.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. So they start off October 17th, uh, Comstock Park, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. The opening at Rush. Hell yeah. Yeah. And so they start moving around that area the next time, the next day, they're in Indiana. And there's, there's only three set lists supposedly out there on this tour that are verified. So the set list on October eighteenth is one of them. Yep. And this is the set list. They opened with Deuce Strutter, got to choose off the new album, Firehouse, She, Ace Frehley solo, Nothing to Lose, Parasite, Hundred Thousand Years, Peter Chris solo, Black Diamond, Let Me Go Rock and Roll, Cold Gin. My first instinct is to be like, "Where's Rock and Roll Night?"
0: <laughs> well, my my first instinct. Why is she there? It that's be on version. It's on. She is on dress to kill.
1: Yeah, but they might have just done it because they've been doing it. Uh, no, a, I know as an act for fucking uh, what do you call it? Wicked Lester and they've improved it.
0: I agree. Uh, no, no I, Barney Miller flutes and shit. But I think that's pretty amazing that they have a song in their set list. That's not on an album yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the set list comes up again in October 21st. And East Lansing, Michigan, yep. it's the same set list. And then the next set list that will get brought up is towards the end of the tour. And that's Winterland. And we'll get into that.
0: Yeah. Okay. And there's a couple, there's some information too, because we talked about this, how the tour is so old and records and details are skittish here and there. There's a show from November 28, 1974 in North Carolina, where a fan who claims that they were attending the show said that they played mainline which was in the set list, which I know Zeus's head would have exploded oh, if he heard that. One absolutely. Of, one, of, one of his favorite Peter Chris deep cuts. Um, but that's nowhere uh, officially listed, but the information is showing that a fan claims I was there. They played mainline. So who knows?
1: Yeah. And throughout that, before they get there, you know, they're playing with uh, bands like T-Rex and stuff, opening, closing UFO opening acts. Um and and then you, a lot of this stuff you'll find is a lot of these bands were like, oh yeah, T-Rex is supposed to open up, but they couldn't because everybody's like booking themselves everywhere. Yep. And so people are like, oh, and then who's going to come in if he doesn't come in and kiss all of a sudden would become a, a headliner and vice versa. Yep. yep. So they start like moving around from Minnesota to Missouri to Illinois. Michigan is where they're starting to see attendance and fandom really starting to grow. So they had one early. They started in Grand Rapids. October 22nd, they were in East Lansing, you know, 750 people, but still packed. Uh, And then they end up in Saginaw, Michigan, like the song. Uh, November 10th, 1974, sold out. Yep. Um, And so then they move around North Dakota, New Jersey. And there's a couple cancellations along the way. Throughout November. I don't know why. They just continue and then they start moving towards the South. South Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina, North Carolina back again into December. Um, and one of these things was like, this is interesting. Uh, and some of these books we use, we use Kurt Gooch's complete touring history. We use Julian Gill's Kiss on Tour. Uh, those are fantastic reads. You know, oh my there's God. Other,
0: unbelievable other, books. Other
1: books like, you know, the actual books from the um, the members themselves. and They talk about the early days that we get our reference in point. Paul's, Peter's, you know, what I fucking remember shit. Exactly. You know, Gene's too busy talking about pussy to be talking about fucking music. Yep. Um, but along the way, one of these things in December 6th in Kentucky, set up was pushed back because William F. Buckley Jr. had delivered a lecture in the auditorium earlier in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, William F. Buckley.
1: Yeah, so, um, but it also said in somebody's review, of the, I guess, at the college there, that they listed watching you as part of the set. Interesting. Yep. Watching you finally starts coming out. That finally makes an appearance. Yep. Yeah, again, we don't have the actual set list to confirm these things. But, you know, and then you got the next day there in Indiana, uh, ZZ Top was the headliner. Um, and then this is one that they say specifically in December eighth in Indiana. Future Commander in Chief Kiss Army Bill Starkey attended the show. Yep, and it was his first time seeing it. Hence, the Kiss Army may have been born. That. Hmm. Okay. So then you start moving into December of seventy four, almost now. Uh, what a full year of uh, uh of Kiss. Nineteen seventy-four, the the two albums come out, the touring's going on.
0: So we're still kind of in the first year. And the uh, venues, the venues are starting to get a little bit more sold out. They're starting to get a pretty good size. You know, a couple four thousand seat venues, a couple five thousand seat venues, uh here or there. Um the, you know, the word is getting out. They're there. Now they're kind of the opening, the opening band, the kind of going back and forth between opening and being the headliner, but mostly mostly opening. Um but they were starting to play into some decent-sized venues. I mean, they played it, They played a show in uh, Indianapolis in December where there was a twelve thousand-seat capacity. Um, they played with Ario Speedwagon, um, a couple other bands, and some of the newspaper reporters were like, "Holy fuck!" Like some of the guys were kind of intrigued by them. Some of the guys mocked them. You know, said, "You know, if these guys have any future, they got to take the frigging costumes off and the makeup off." Um, other guys were saying the volume was just insane. It was ridiculous. Um, You know, there's there's a show here where one of the newspaper reporters says um, to state that they were prostituting themselves would be a little too prudish to taste to state that they were fantastic would be a little too outlandish. They were different. Kiss was a heavier and less polished grand funk railroad. It seemed, however, that their music didn't bother the majority of the audience. I like that. Didn't bother the audience. Oh, thanks. Your <laughs> music didn't bother you.
1: <laughs> well, here's another good one. December 18th. Yes. And this is one of a couple stories of this. Yeah. So on December 18th, they're uh, in Indiana National Guard Armory. And this is a, a tour manager there, J.R. Smalling, talking about it. And yes. he's basically talking about that he that they didn't have a, a dedicated pyro guy at that time. And he was going to do the pyro and he looked up at the ceiling and he's like, oh, that looks like metal. He took a coin, he flipped it up in the air and it made a ping noise. He goes, oh, so I confirmed my suspicions. And he was talking about the fact, you know, because there's no dedicated pyro guy that each time everyone would take turns putting it on. So he's like, it's my turn. So he, he decided to juice up the pyros, apparently. And when he flipped the switch, he goes, they all fucking bang, hit up the ceiling. Yep. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. And then he watched as in pure terror as it spread, spread across the ceiling towards the walls, which were definitely not metal. Imagine that. I looked over the audience. The entire crowd was staring like zombies at these flames. The whole venue had turned bright orange. What must have taken three seconds drew out what felt like five minutes. Fortunately, the flames stopped short of the walls. Otherwise, none of us would have gotten out of there alive. Imagine that. What does that sound like? The station,
0: the station nightclub with a ceiling and everyone's fucking
1: gone. But yeah. And uh, unfortunately, there'll be another story like that coming up a little bit later in the month. Yeah. And so one more in December right afterwards on the 20th, they're playing at the palace in Michigan, 5,000, 5,000. So this is a funny story because it's not so much the concert. It's what happens afterwards. It was Peter's birthday. Yep. And because it was Peter's birthday, um someone came around and had some brownies and Gene was starving and Gene ate a bunch of them. And that's the first time that Gene got high and didn't realize these brownies were laced and um and <laughs> and so the story goes um Gene was there and asked if he could go with us. On the way out, he said, so what did you guys do at the party, Gene? He said, oh, nothing. I ate some food while I was there. It was pretty good. Gene, you didn't have the brownies, did you? Yeah, very chocolatey, very fudgy. They were really good. Remember, Gene is as straight as can be. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't do anything. Gene, did you know those brownies were spiked? What do you mean spiked? There's marijuana in those brownies, Gene. Now, is that why I was hungry? They ended up going to like White Castle, apparently. (laughs) And Gene stood out with his platform shoes, tarantula for a belt buckle, skull on the ring. And no one there but a bunch of rednecks. They turned around and looked at us. We're standing there and he says to me, why is everybody staring at me? And everyone's like, Gene, take a look yourself. Why do I feel stupid? Because, Gene, you're high as a kite. and You don't know it. And then Paul referenced the story in an interview, apparently. And they were talking about Gene... Because Gene has a sweet tooth wolfing down these brownies. And he couldn't figure out why his head was shrinking and his arms are getting so long. And then Peter, in an interview with Kurt Gooch, later on, goes on to talk about this and says, I got a call about three in the morning. It was Gene. He's giving me all these scenarios about how his brain is shrinking. His hands look tiny and his face didn't fit in the mirror. Gene, it's no big deal. Order up some brownies without hash, have some milk, and go make passionate love to some babe. You'll come down in a few hours. You'll thank me. And he
0: did. How can you not love that story?
1: Yeah, and and Gene still says all the time you hear him say, I've never been high. I've
0: never Yes, you were. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but not consciously. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Then you get a then, then you get another another funny drug story here. I don't know if this is funny. A sign of things to come, shall we say? Okay. December 22nd, they're in London, Ontario, Canada. According to Lydia Chris, in her book, Sealed with a Kiss, which is fucking amazing, Peter was busted for being in possession of Valium and Darvon, which is a narcotic pain reliever. Yeah, he wasn't arrested or he wasn't charged with any crime. But early on, 1974, Peter already was using fucking drugs and pain reliever, painkiller shit. Already getting into trouble. Yikes. My fucking back was hurting, fucko. What, what the, the fuck? fuck man, you, you try playing fucking Parasite all night, you motherfuckers. Oh, God. But that was a show they did. 2,000
1: people in capacity. Not bad. Not bad at all. And then the next day, December 23rd, uh, in Pennsylvania, there's a story here about how the cops had pulled them over and found a big plastic container of vitamin C with us. The troopers dumped out all over the back of the car. They searched and found no drugs, which really pissed them off. Uh, this is from Rick Monroe stating this. And then they found some flash paper on moose. And decided to arrest him for suspicion of gambling. Um,
0: yeah, Which apparently flash paper. I don't know. I don't understand. What this is right on. This yeah. must have been something in the 70s. Apparently it was a gambling tool.
1: Yeah. So, you know, they're starting to get into some. Trouble on the road. A little
0: bit of chicanery and shenanigans for the boys.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Then we get to December 30th, 1974. Yep. Well, this is the one where the another big incident occurred. Mm-hmm. Pyrotechnic effects in the show, which uh they really didn't have any major accidents, they say, up until this point. Uh, Peter had these white copper tubes about 18 inches long, J.R. Smolin said, uh, and one inch in the diameter. They were packed with flash paper that was ignited by a connector and two AA batteries. When these ignited, they looked like a flaming drumsticks. Since he was Peter's roadie, the task of setting this effect fell to Moose. Over the course of time, the unused flashing powder had accumulated around the electrical connectors of one device and it wasn't working. Moose had taken a, scrape, a screwdriver to scrape away the powder from one of the connectors and scraping the stuff off more logically caused a spot and it blew up in his hand. Unbelievable. J.R. Smalling says, when I got there, Moose was standing against the wall, holding onto his hand and screaming. There was blood all over the place. Peter says, I never saw so much blood in my life. We kept wrapping his hand over and over. And there was all this white brainly." Ugly stuff coming
0: out. Oh boy, it's a big one. You know, like the empty toilet paper tube, uh, sir. That's like an M eighty. Oh boy, I really did it this time. I'll, I'll wrap it.
1: Fantastic. A towel. I'll, I'll see you with my. I'll see you with my nub.
0: Oh, my God. So Moose Moose was in the hospital until January 6th, and it still took him way longer, many, many weeks for a full recuperation after that disaster.
1: Yeah, and he was saying, he just kept looking down like, is my hand still there?
0: (laughs) That is a jerky boy's incident. It really is. That's jerky boy's come to life. Fucking amazing. Amazing. And then there was more. And it's funny, because back then, you got to think, they didn't have the kind of like, technology and safety measures that they have now where everything is like totally uh taken care of and and, and practiced and measured and everything so it's amazing that more of this shit didn't happen like uh, to these guys all the time. Yeah.
1: The other thing is later on you go into to a different show when they're in Canada. Yep. Um in January 7th, 7th, uh they were supposedly trying strange ways in a couple of the early times in 75. Yes. So now we're into 1975, and they're up in British Columbia and stuff like that.
0: Um, yeah, there are reports that Strange Ways was was reportedly performed, um, kind of like the story about the fan saying that Mainline was performed, but there's no official record of it. But people are saying that Strange Ways could have been part of other sets during this time, but there's really no official record of it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, w- boy, would that be great! You know? Oh yeah. Jesus.
1: Um. In British Columbia, January 9th, the first mention of people going, hey, those S's look like the SS of the Germany Nazis here. What's this all about? Yep. So you start getting shit like that now. Their reputation's starting to perceive them a little. Yep. January 18th, supposedly they played with ZZ Top, and apparently the bands didn't like each other very much. Kiss was considered a joke, apparently, to them. Um, And (laughs) one of them said, by the way, is that drummer still wearing those hot pants, because Beta used to wear silver leather hot pants, and, th- and and those guys thought it was one of the funniest things they ever saw. I, I don't remember ever
0: hearing about them and fighting with ZZ Top, but apparently that was a thing. And then from that show, too, there was a local reviewer who said that Kiss looked like a combination of Batman, Dracula, and the Exorcist. Oh, man. nice. Nice. One last
1: uh, act we want to talk about here. Uh, just before the tour ends, which the tour ends supposedly February 22nd, 1975 in Indiana again, Like They're hitting that Midwest a lot on this
0: tour. Well, that's another thing too, real quick is that if you, when you read about this, the itinerary for this tour is a total fucking disaster. Like they're like they're the most, most tours, they kind of travel in a, in a line geographically and try to make their way across the country. and Then maybe take a break and then, these guys are like all over the place, like if, like like one minute they're in Illinois, then they go to Minnesota, then they go to New Jersey, then they go to like Missouri, then they're in fucking Canada, like they're. But they're not. I mean, they didn't touch the Northeast at all. No, no, no. They, they other than they New Jersey they, a little bit, really, they never came. California only for a little bit towards the end. Here. It was mostly Midwest. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. and so. The one, uh, so the, like I said, they ended in, in Indiana on February 22nd, 1975. Yep. Uh, prior to that, they were in uh, Illinois and uh, Missouri. And then previous to that, they finally made it to California, Fresno, January 26th. But the one thing I do want to talk about, and that is January 31st, 1975, known as the winterland concert which we will uh, probably review at some point
0: that's going to get its own show
1: so this had a set list on it because you can actually get this concert Mm -hmm. i used to have it on that kiss vision stuff I, i have the box i can't find the fucking dvd anywhere
0: if you guys know what kiss vision is they were the greatest thing in the world i think gene actually got involved with the cease and desist on those dvds
1: I'll be taking that license from you, young
0: man. Exactly, and I'm gonna re- I'm gonna reproduce this, put it on Kissology, and charge triple. Yep, exactly.
1: Well, Winterland is a concert footage of a uh, of them in black and white. The Hotter Than Hell tour, they got the candelabra going. Yep, and this was the set list: Deuce Strutter, Got to Choose, Hotter Than Hell, Firehouse, Watching You, A Solo, Nothing to Lose, Parasite. Gene Solo, 100,000 years. Peter Solo, Black Diamond, Cold Gin. Let me go rock and roll. So it's videotaped by Bill Graham Presents using the in-house system at Winterland. Um, And it is the most legendary concert. Fucking think it's incredible. I'll never forget seeing the first time seeing some of that footage. Uh, I think it was from uh, not. It was from Extreme Close-Up. I don't think it was on Exposed. I don't remember it being on
0: Exposed. Yeah, we saw clips of it on, ext- on Extreme Close-Up. I don't, I don't remember it being on uh, Exposed. Maybe there was a, a clip, but yeah. I
1: think you bought it for me for fucking some Christmas gift or something years ago. Yeah, the, the Kiss I, Vision Winterland, yeah. I yeah. can't fucking find the DVD. It's driving yep. me nuts. It yep. probably got placed in another fucking thing around here. But it is
0: incredible, this concert, guys the thing that makes that the video version of that so insane is that the camera is right up front. It's not taken back like a center camera panoramic of the state. It's right in the face. Um, Yes. In the face. Um, And one of the, one of the cool thing here, you know, uh, we talk about vinyl and being a bootleg geek and everything. I actually have a Uh, one of my in my bootleg collection i have a vinyl bootleg of the winterland show yep the sound quality is unfucking believable i don't know where this came from i don't even it it, the quality is pristine it is unbelievable i also have if you guys are aware of these bootleg box sets that are out there in the world uh and i'm convinced that gene and kiss got the inspiration for the, the destroyer set from this I have a harder than hell bootleg box set. Um, it's the thing is fucking unbelievable. Comes with four picture discs. Comes with a massive book, bunch of trinkets, goodies, posters. You guys know if you know these box sets, they put them out for the the reunion tour. They put them out for the Love Gun tour. Everything. One of the picture discs is also the Winterland show. Listening to it, I listened to it last night. It, it, it not you don't even need to see it, although seeing it adds a whole different dimension to it. The band sounds. Fucking amazing! It it's just you have to. To me, the Winterland bootleg that I have, I enjoy that more than listening to Alive. Now I know Alive has the songs from Dress to Kill, and Winterland is not. um But I just, I don't know. I just think it's just fucking spectacular. One of, one of my all time favorites.
1: Yeah, we can't say enough about it. Check it out if you can. Yep. Um, we just want to say that that legendary concert was on the Hotter Than Hell tour.
0: And it means a lot to us, too, me and Zeus, particularly because of our memories of extreme close up and kind of seeing it for the first time. So it it kind of hits us maybe a little bit harder than some of the people listening right now and be like, yeah, it's pretty good. But for us, it's kind of an extra special thing for us.
1: Yeah. They're watching you stuff. Oh,
0: Gene doing watching you. It's like, oh, oh, my
1: God. It's just the way he looks menacing, how heavy it sounds Yep, way ahead
0: of its time. Yep. Amazing. Yep.
1: So that's really the hotter than hell tour. The only other thing I would say again I'm not sure we get really not much
0: into the stage, right? There was not much. There really isn't anything. Yeah, Peter had a little bit of a drum riser type of thing uh that yeah the the candelabra over on the side which and you know you had the big amp. speakers i mean the amp yeah stuff. yeah there was really you had the kiss logo sign but nothing really outrageous it was the start of something but it was not nearly what was to come
1: gene was still doing the fire breathing the fire yeah at that point yep He wasn't yep. doing blood
0: nope um but the band was just raw yeah raw it was amazing one thing I want to talk about here that's in some of the research that we found in some of these books, and this just struck me as fucking hilarious because I'm picturing whenever I read stuff like this, I always picture like Ace or Peter. Okay, So you hear these stories about bands when they're touring, when they go to a venue, how they want requests for food and drink and beverages and yeah. uh, you know amenities and whatnot. So there's a press article that mentioned one, a, a rider in the band's contract. And it said, when KISS came to play a concert recently, they required in their contract a set price and 40% of the gate. They also requested 150 pounds of dry ice, two super troopers for lighting. I don't know exactly what that is. A PA system, a grand piano. This is when it gets fun. A bottle of Seagram's VO, a case of beer. Transportation to and from the airport, a bodyguard, 48 Coca-Colas, 48 7-ups, 10 cups of tea, a jar of mayonnaise, Swiss and American cheese, white and rye bread, coleslaw, four different kinds of fresh fruit, roast beef, ham, and turkey with white and dark meat. Wait a minute, Seven Up. I don't drink that.
1: Who the fuck ordered that?
0: A jar of
1: mayonnaise is that for the cold cuts? <laughs> There's down here mayonnaise. It reminds me of fucking the hillbilly there. You might be a redneck when he comes up with those redneck words. every hear that? Oh one? yeah, yeah. <laughs> mayonnaise, mayonnaise. A lot of people out here today at the show. <laughs>
0: That that just struck 48 cokes and 48 seven ups. What the fuck, dude? I love that shit. I just picture Ace being, Where's my rye bread? (laughs) 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 Oh, I'll take a ham and (laughs) Swiss and a (laughs) Seagram's. Oh. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways,
1: <laughs> I'll take an Italian grinder, please. You got a cup of tea. Also, I see we ordered tea. I like to put brown sugar in my coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, um, that's, the, that's harder than hell. Yeah, well,
1: one other thing they used to do they came up with like some little lighting thing they would use for paul some like fucking rainbow prism that they would put on the yes light, and yes. then paul would have this moment where he looks like fucking i don't know like some superstar coming out of this rainbow prism thing and it's yeah yeah all around him I yeah mean, you could tell they were thinking of things outside the box and where this band was going but they are still Way in its infancy as far as stage presentation and lighting go.
0: Absolutely, yes. But, yep.
1: Yeah, yep. that's harder than hell. Yep. Um, what we try to do now is go through the set list and we pick out what's the best set list. Now the issue is there's really nothing to choose from because they whatever they played, we're gonna say yeah, play that. The right. uh, the thing is though, for us, like in the past, they had songs that would interchange, come in and out. So we'd be like, okay, what would your set list be for this tour?
0: I think oh. we're both going to agree on the same thing here.
1: Yeah. So the set list for this tour is pretty evident. It's gonna be, it's gonna be the stuff that we've seen that they basically opened Winterland it with, and that is, Do Strutter, Got to Choose, Harder Than Hell, Firehouse, Watching You, Nothing to Lose, Parasite, A Hundred Thousand Years, Black Diamond, Cold Gin, Let Me Go, Rock and Roll, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Strange Ways and fucking Mainline, if they were in there.
0: Potentially, yep.
1: Yeah, so I would say that's my set
0: list. I assume that's yours. Absolutely. And if you're a fan of Early Kiss, Uh, you're getting pretty much those first two albums in its entirety. Yeah, if you could hear all those songs. uh, Oh, my God. Fucking uh, amazing. Yep. Amazing. uh, Fucking great. Exactly. Yes. So
1: (laughs) this comes now comes the hard part, Tom. Yeah, this is not going to be easy. We got to compare this tour, um, the uh, the costumes, the stage, all this stuff, the set list, and yep. the tour itself versus the previous tours that we've done. Yeah, and uh, let me let me read off the list of tours that we've done so far. Okay, okay, we did Destroyer Spirit of 76 tour in 1976 hot in the shade tour 1990 the hottest show on earth tour 2010 2011 freedom of rock tour 2016 and now we just did the hotter than hell tour 1974 yep. through 1975 so um before we do the overall one let's get to some uh easy ones here let's go to the
0: costumes tom do you so, remember how you rank yours yeah i do yeah i do so this is man this is gonna be tough because this is almost gonna be like the sum of the parts like don't equal the whole or whatever like you'll, you'll see what i'm saying when i get to when i'm when i'm finished so my costumes are my my costume ranking uh that i have is number one is the spirit of 76 Tour, of the destroyer costumes uh, freedom to Rock, hottest Show on Earth, and then Hot in the Shade. Um, th- those are them. So for me, this is difficult because, yeah, we were just talking about how raw and kick-ass they are. But for me, Destroyer is neck and neck with Love Gun for me. So Destroyer, Spirit of 76, tour Costumes are still going to be at number one. But this easily goes right to number two for me. Right, right behind it.
1: Okay. For so, Costumes. Yep. Uh, Tom, I had... Spirit of 76 tour, Hottest Show on Earth tour, then Freedom the Rock, and then Hot in the Shade Last. I'm like you. It, there's no question. I'm putting this second. Yep. It's not going above Destroyer. I don't know yep. if anything's gonna go above that. But I, I would have a uh, Hotter Than Hell Tour. You know, I just find it to be like pretty, pretty raw and iconic, the images. So hotter yep. than hell tour costumes is number two for me as well. Okay. Why don't you go and tell us what we did for the Stage uh uh
0: the rankings In the past okay so for stage rankings I actually had hot in the shade number one Spirit of 76 two Freedom to rock three hottest Show on earth four Uh we talked about this stage Very basic there's not a lot going on There's there's really nothing going on But that being said I think the grit And just The 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 the, the the rawness, the energy of it. I mean, there might not be a lot there visually, in terms of the, the you know the the big screen, the whatever you want to you know everything that you saw on the hot the shade tool with Leon and the Sphinx and everything else. But I still like it. But that being said, it's competing against Hot in the Shade and Destroyer, so this is going to go three. This is going to be ahead of Freedom to Rock and hottest show on earth. So I'm going to put this three. Wow! Yeah, I love it but There's just not enough there to bump out hot in the shade and destroyer,
1: all right. So, uh, I had spirit of 76, number one, hot in shade two, freedom of rock three, uh, hottest show on earth four. So, for me, it's a fucking stage and some yeah. candles, yeah. Okay, obviously, it's not going to be destroyer, obviously, it's not going to be hot in the shade. I know. I'm so used to what Freedom the Rock all the way through End of the Road kind of looks like and Hottest Show on Earth. They're very kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so I won't have it last, I'm going to make it number four um, okay. because I'll give it for... Um, it's rawness. You're right. I'll give it something because you have candles. If there were no candles, and it's just really, what's the stage? Nothing? Then I couldn't put it anywhere but last. But the candles give it some of that fucking... You know mentality of Oh shit this is the original Kiss oh shit this is Winterland You know yep. Um, And that in and of itself I'll put it above Hottest Show on Earth Okay, Just for me so that's number four for me And Hottest Show on Earth go- stays at the bottom Let's okay. go
0: to set list Alright so for me the set list I had Hot in the Shade Spirit of 76 Destroyer Hottest Show on Earth and Freedom to Rock We say this every time we do these episodes It's so hard to rank Set lists because the goal of a set list is to hear as many songs as possible from as many different eras of the band. Right? We just told you how much we love the Harder Than Hell tour set list, but it's only the first two albums. Okay, all these other tours are their careers up to that. So, with that being said, it's got to go last. Ooh, really? I, it's just yeah, because all those so- pretty much every one of these songs is part of these other set lists but these other set lists also include stuff from destroyer from love gun from creatures of the night from revenge or or lick it up or whatever this as much as i love it it's only kiss and harder than hell not enough variety as much as i love it okay so so uh for me
1: in the past i have had spirit of 76 Hot in the Shade, Hottest Show on Earth, Freedom to Rock. Uh, this is easily number two. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because I look at it this way, Tom. Um, There are like 14 songs. If you add in, you know, the other songs that we talked about that they may have added in, yep. you add in mainline and stuff. 15, 16 songs. I don't know if you do that. I think those 15, 16 songs are better than me. I would rather listen to that set list than what I have now on the end of the road, even though I'd be missing some stuff, at okay. least in the, the road. Okay, um, I'm not saying it's better than Spirit of 76 or Hot in the Shade, but I, I would rather hear this set list any day. It's so raw, so different. Um, so, yeah, for me, I would put this second, Hotter Than Hell. Okay,
0: fair enough yeah All right. now nah. right. and then for the and then for the overall tour itself um, yeah yeah I got spirit of 76 destroyer number one hot in the shade two freedom to rock third and hot to show on earth fourth um it's a great tour uh the band is raw we love winterland we love the set list but for me personally it's competing against some heavy hitters with spirit of 76 and hot in the shade freedom to rock and hot to show on earth they're they' they're tours. Um, but harder than hell. Here, it's going to go number three behind Hot in the Shade.
1: Okay, okay, I see yep. your point. Yep. Oh, I That's see your point. point. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. And that—that was the first concert you went to, Hot in the Shade. Correct. So, I mean, I get that. Right? It makes sense that you would have some nostalgia towards that. Yep. And you maybe just more songs, and you like the different variety. For me, in the past, I've put Spirit of '76 number one, Hot in the Shade two hottest show on earth three in freedom of rock. This is going number two. Not, okay. not, not like to hear this, to see this. Yeah. To imagine to me to see like winterland. Oh, I can't think of anything else that I like not much other than spirit of 76 right yep. now that I'd be like, yeah, I'd want to see something else other than that. So yeah, that for me, it's number two. It's my second favorite uh, tour that we've discussed so far. Okay. Very cool. All right. So now that we've done that, Tom, uh, we're going to have to update our rankings.
0: Fuck. (laughs) Don't go on the website.
1: Yeah. And so on the website, you will see this stuff. Yep. But, Tom, what we do next, we go to question
0: of the week. That's right. And our question of the week is sponsored by our good friend, listener, and Patreon, Joe Decker, The company he works for, Fusion Tech Data & Electric. This week's question of the week is brought to you by Fusion Tech Data & Electric. Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optics networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area, providing union labor with IEBW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, please visit them at www.fusiontech-llc.com. Or call them at 973-650-1357.
1: Woo. Yes. Joe Decker and Fusion Tech Data and Electric. Yes. Guys, Joe is an awesome KISS fan and a loudcaster and a Patreon superstar. Uh, if you guys want to support the KISS fandom out there and the loudcaster family out there, please go and support Joe. If you need your data and electric around the... Tri Barrow, the tri state area in New York, <laughs> you make sure you go give them a call and look them
0: up, and Joe will take care of you guys. Absolutely. And our question of the week comes from a uh, longtime listener, Graham Richley. Nice. And he says, What will be your overriding emotions when Gene and Paul stop performing? Denial good
2: one just saying
0: yeah um denial is good because denial is one of the first stages of grief (laughs) yeah so for me uh yeah i'm not i don't think the sadness and depression of my band being done will register right away i think we'll just keep saying no they're not done they'll come back they'll come back and eventually they're never going to come back and uh, that's going to be kind of crushing for fans like us. Um
1: yeah. I- I'll find it. Although they'll be doing this, they'll be doing that. I, I, I would, I-, I can't see myself coming to terms with. Oh yeah, I guess they're done. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, and I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah, bullshit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, it, it, I mean the, the 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 little second part of his question was, will it be relief? No, uh. <laughs> no. No, for all the things we tease the band about, I don't ever want them to stop. I don't want them to stop. I know that it's probably time to very soon, but it's not something that I try to think about. Uh, they've been a part of my life since I was five years old, and it's not something that I really want to think about. But it's a good question, and I'm sure everybody has their own thoughts and emotions on when it's going to happen, because it is, it's is—it's going to happen sooner than you think. Um, yeah. Yeah. sadly yeah sadly but Graham thank you for the question we love uh, we love you as a listener and thanks for always participating with the show and again Joe Decker and Fusion Tech LLC we love those guys too so thank you awesome thank you Tom where can people find us well soon you'll be able to find us at shoutoutloudcast.com yes which is going to have everything on there It's going to have all of our links. I don't think we talked about this. It's going to have all of our links to all of our social medias, our Patreon, our Facebook groups. That's all going to be there, Um, including our email, which is shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. And uh, please email us questions, comments, whatever you want. Please let us know. Uh, We try to read them all in the air. Um, Sometimes we don't, but that doesn't mean we're not reading them ourselves. We always talk about our emails. And of course, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, please interact with us, comment, tag us. We love that you guys are seeing things out in the wild, kiss related and tagging us in them. That's so cool. Whether it's, you know, a shirt, a, a record, or you know, something crazy that makes you think of kiss or thinks of the show. We love that. So keep doing that. And of course, you can send us those direct messages if you want to stay out of the toxic social media world where somebody's <laughs> gonna jump on one of your posts. Well, that's not true. That's ridiculous. Um <laughs> And you could do that, too. And uh, we always say we're part of the wonderful Pantheon podcast network. Some great shows there. We got the guys from Decibel Geek. We got our buddies Baco and LC from Cobras and Fire. They're doing their own tournament right now, the March Badness Tournament, where it's a tournament of shitty albums. And uh, he actually had Kiss Psycho Circus in one of his brackets. Whether or not you think that's shitty or not, that's up to you to decide. Um, and as we said earlier, our wonderful Patreon family, we love you guys. Patreon.com or Patreon the app. Please check us out and, uh, keep your eyes peeled for, uh, March madness coming up soon. End of the road madness, 2022. Yeah. You can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and
1: soon you'll be able to do that on our website. You can send us a message there. There's a sign up list. There's a contact us list. Send us something there if you'd like. Um, please subscribe to our YouTube. YouTube. Next goal is 500. I think we're only like 10 left. Not far. Fi- yeah, exactly. Help us get over 500. Subscribe to it. Uh, our YouTube channel has grown tremendously. Yep, We're getting more comments there than our Facebook page these days. So keep growing the YouTube page. We really appreciate it. And then give us one of those five star. Star. Child Reviews, so people can find us. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, wherever you find podcasts, wherever you can leave a five-star review. Facebook is another place you can give us a five-star review. All that stuff is greatly appreciated, it moves us up the food chain, gets us in front of more people, and it's very beneficial to our show. We love reading them, as you guys know, and we'll definitely give you a shout-out. When you do that for us So thank you very much Please keep them coming I think we got a comment recently Somebody said they wanted me to change it And put something else in there Star child They wanted me to put the star child uh, From Phantom, yeah Yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm not changing that now We've, We're have a hundred and something episodes in there You'll do uh, it Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not
0: I'm going to go on the website and comment that you should do it <laughs> <laughs> You're not a good person Because you won't <laughs> My friend thinks I'm a jerk because I listen to Kiss.
1: Exactly. Um, and then I always like to repeat the email. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. But more importantly now, go to the website. Shout it out loudcast.com. Shout it out loudcast.com. Check it out. Leave comments on the rankings. Leave comments on the episodes. Go back. Listen. Go in and, in and, and the Fun thing about this is now you see a little blurb. You remember, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. Oh, yeah, boom. Go listen to it all over again. You guys are going to have a blast with this. Um, please
0: be gentle with the fucking, oh, this fucking word is misspelled. Oh, oh it'll happen. It'll <laughs> happen. Dizzy Dean's picket fence teeth will comment on something.
1: Uh, we can't wait for you guys to see it. And we hope you're as excited as we are. Yep. When you see it. And don't forget. March Madness coming out, coming mm-hmm. soon. Yep. So, uh what we do next is we like to actually read a couple kiss lyrics and we call this famous last words what do you got there?
0: I didn't wanna have to get away. I told her things I didn't want to say. I need her and I hope she'll understand. Um Okay,
1: (laughs) I asked her why she couldn't make up her mind. She said, you don't understand. I'd love to go, but there's something you should know. She showed me her wedding band. Oh, oh no. Oh, Gary, the water's (laughs) running all day. You said you were watching combing your hair, but I was, I was <laughs> Tom. Thank you. Kiss army. Thank you.
0: Loudcasters. Thank you guys. You're the best. Thank you so much. Patreon loudcasters, everybody. Joe Decker and fusion tech LLC. Thank you guys. Zeus as always my friend. Thank you. Go to shout it com. Yeah. And uh, one
1: last thing, um, if you are interested in any sponsorship for any of our different programs, we have stuff for ARC, for the Zip Chronicles. Uh, sometimes we have uh, stuff for mid-rolls for our show. Let us know. Feel free to email us or comment to us. We're happy to discuss. But in the meantime, peace out,
0: girl scout. Do you want that glad wrap? Glad wrap at 2 in the morning? So like you plan to eat more than a sandwich, boy. Your mother know what you out here doing? Well she um Look here, son, it's bad enough you're planning to fornicate. I don't compound the crime by lying.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.